another week and another episode from the show that tries to comfort you in your sleepless nights or your cold mornings with some interesting topics that delve into what seems to be the places that our minds don't wander to. But we always think about it unconsciously though. Like in the last episode, I talked about fear as an emotion and how a powerful and essential emotion it is. How we learn to fear things from the day we're born that may not be a common case to other people. And how emotions aren't as real as media shows us. How emotion drives us to move in life. We experience emotions as they happen to us, and not chosen by us. They're things that happen to us, not things that we want to experience. Anything other than the ordinary response is diagnosed as a mental disorder, which can be the result of hormonal imbalances or a trauma that changes the personality altogether. Though we dissected what fear was, let's take a look at a brighter topic. An emotion which we all strive to experience, and are addicted to feel it too. A feeling shared with the sane and the insane, the normal and the psychopath. A feeling that some people may not have felt it for quite some time. And of course, it's happiness. Ah uh, yes, the drug that keeps us going through life. The feeling that is entangled in everything we try to do and aspire to do too. Happiness has names such as joy, contentment, and satisfaction. So it's not a hard-coded emotion. It's a very pleasant emotion that can be invoked by a number of things. According to one's personality and mental state, being happy can be as common as being with a loved one and having a good time, getting a dream realized when no one believed in you, and seeing the results of your blood, sweat and tears actually making a change for you and those around you. It's a feeling that moves us through life. We do what we like because it makes us happy. It makes us joyful. It gets us in a good mood to be around others. The thing about happiness is not it as an emotion on its own. It's about the ways and paths we choose to go just to get a small sensation of it, which really can vary from type to type like I said earlier. For instance, I still don't know what happiness is, like that true euphoria. I sometimes have it when I make a memory. Then I'm in that moment feeling like, damn, I'm really in this moment. Fucked up as it is, I mostly felt it when I made memories with friends, in birthday parties, having fun in our dorm rooms, and I guess that's what I see as euphoria. Others can vary, and I ask some of my closest friends and those who got an interesting opinion on what they see as happiness, and what aspect they'd see it from, since I can't be unbiased about happiness here. It's a complicated feeling, so their opinion might give you an insight on what happiness looks like. Okay, one of those I asked told me the religious side, which no one gave it to me. Rami, this is your answer. He told me that when you're not being a good person, and you strayed away from God's good path, you won't get that happiness fulfilled. You'd always have a void that you can never fill, a thirst you can never quench in a way. And when your parents are proud of you, and the way you became in life, your heart would be filled with joy, since you really know you're in the right path. Then I got a similar answer from two people. Tin, Rami, this is your answer. They told me the futuristic side of happiness. One I can't say I'm very much fond of. They told me about hope. That the way they'll achieve true and ultimate happiness is when they get to that finish line they made for themselves. Once they get to that state they've always wanted, happiness would be overflowing them. They'd live in euphoria for whatever time they still have. I have made the argument of people's changing their minds when they arrive to such goals. It's not hard-coded, but it's inevitable. You want to have that job you always wanted, then see another great position in your field so you'd be hungry for more again. 
just to feel happy again. My argument was that you'd pass the end, so you'd be chasing forever. These two gave me the true meaning of the phrase, the pursuit of happiness. In their defense, they also told me that, that there are little things in their lives that can give out happiness, like many episodes of happiness, and that when we value them, we get a small sense of what's waiting for us at the finish line. Those which are very different from one person to another, and can occur as often or as far as time goes. It'll be a matter of valuing that thing that can give out that small boost throughout the pursuit of happiness. I guess we all value things when we're trying to get them, and when losing them, all for the big goal we're trying to see it realized. I am guilty of doing this. I'd be so focused on getting to the sun that I'd forget the star I got with me. And until you'd lose that star, that you'd feel lesser than you ever was. That void is getting bigger, and the path is looking longer without that boost you picked up. Another one told me the antithesis of what I just said. The opposite of not valuing things and seeing the emptier half of the cup. Malak, this is your answer. She told me that happiness can be yearning for something small, and giving it the value you saw in it the first time you wanted it. She told me about severing the connection between happiness and the expectations we have for reality. That reality is often disappointing. But it's out of our control. We can't have full autonomy of what we see. We just work, hustle, and put in the effort we think it deserves to get it. And when you get it, you'd feel like a million dollars. So you can't get sad over something you got no control over. Feel happy of the things you got a hand in. She shared a good point with Rami from the first opinion about happiness not being what is defined in the environment we're living in. That some people can feel happiness since they don't know what it is for them. They just saw what made other people happy in their environment, like having a car, getting married to a gorgeous partner, settling in a good neighborhood, just for the people to see. So these people attach their happiness to other people's opinion and perspective, according to the beauty standards that people made some of which are impossible for women to aspire to be, unless they're born with those standards. But I digress. For those people I say this, you'll never get their validation, so you better give it to yourself. Someone else gave me an interesting take on happiness. Ben, this is your answer. He told me that happiness is a choice. It's an act, a way of thinking. You'd want to be happy, so you make everything that makes you happy. He told me that many scientists said that a lot of happiness comes from helping the people you love. Happiness is contagious, so when you make someone smile, you'll smile even if you're not willing to. And sometimes if you didn't help to get someone happy, you'll get the same happiness when someone you care about gets it. It's very contagious. Like watching a TV character feel happy or achieve the impossible, you root for them and feel equally as happy for them. He also told me about how people nowadays get their happiness or hope from influencers on YouTube. He also told me about how people nowadays get their happiness or hope from influencers on YouTube, Instagram, or Snapchat. And it's not happiness though, it's hope, yearning for that better reality they're living in. Even though influencers themselves might not be as happy as they look like, but they see the missed happiness in other people's lives. They'd always want for more. We all want more. That's why comparison is the thief of joy. You'd just be trying to reach that thing they have, when they reached it in a different way. So don't compare yourself to others fam. 
Not everyone knows when they got a diamond in their hands. Lastly, I asked a close friend of mine about how they see happiness, and they gave me the final piece of the puzzle. And fun fact, I was going to name this episode Love. I was going to talk about it here. But ironically, I'm not the best person to talk about it, actually. So I decided to go with happiness. And this person gave me the puzzle piece that everyone knows about and really aspires to have, too. Which is love. And how most people associate love with happiness. It's a bundle of joy, in a way. Yesin, this is your answer. He told me something all the other opinions shared which was that the perception of happiness changes once we move with age. Happiness reshapes itself once we get older. We'd want to get a job. We'd want to fall in love with someone that cares. We'd want that person to feel happy with us. We'd want to stay with them forever. And no harm would get to them. We'd want for them to never change for us. He told me that when falling in love, happiness changes in like no other state would ever be in. Happiness would be relying on the other person's happiness, but not just the partner's happiness. It's mainly the partner itself that makes you feel happy. Just one word from that other just one word from that other partner could change your whole emotional state. So we'd do everything for them to feel as happy. And when they share that feeling with us, we'd be in an endless loop of that feeling. We'd be tethered with our partner, feel what they feel. The highs would be astronomically high and the lowers would be lower than the depths of hell. It's that connection that gets people happy when they know they are not alone. They got someone they can share everything with them. Happiness and sorrows, ups and downs. It's extremely romantic, no? Not like the younger kids are trying to show love in this new toxic way of just doing it for the clout, for the fame, for the gram. But I digress. Not everyone will find that person, and that's fine. It means that you're strong enough to hold everything on your own. You have full autonomy, baby, and no one can steal from you. If you've been listening closely, you'd know my own image of happiness is heavily relying on the past. And I would like to thank Yasin for giving me next week's subject, since I was going to talk about anger. But I think we'll talk about nostalgia, and how much of an effect it has on me and others alike. And I didn't get into much detail about my happiness, since it's an image that I don't want people weaponizing against me. But nonetheless, we can all agree that happiness isn't something solid. It's everyone's dream. It's everyone's drug to move through life. And everyone got their own image of it. And their own path to achieving it. And I guess that's all I have to talk about for now. Happiness is really a hard concept to visualize and talk about subjectively. And I hope I did it justice. And if I didn't, I'd love to see what the others has to say about it. I'd learn something new about it for sure. And with that, I want to take the time to tell you that you shouldn't pursue happiness as a goal. Since if it's a goal and you still didn't achieve it, that means you failed at the moment. And from there, how can you ever get yourself out of that endless hole of sorrow? You deserve all the happiness and love that your heart desires. And if you feel alone, you just need to let yourself out there. And people will listen and care about what you say. Because you're an amazing and beautiful person that will achieve amazing things. Thank you Insomniac so much for watching and I hope I can see you in a better reality. Bye.